to the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys. You can check Keys to the City for live shows at Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. And for more content, you can check us out at Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Right, Ted? Why not? We got TikTok, right? Of course we do. I mean, you don't because you're not in 2022. I don't know why. Anyways, but for for... If you do not get to check out the live show, you can always check us out at Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and Google, Apple as well for Keys to the City. Why am I in such a good mood? It's it's weird because, as they once said, a, a famous guy. I don't know who the hell he said who said it, but I'm the, the Cowboys. No, 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 no. Not, not even that. All good things must come to an end, and we're ta- we will be talking about the New York Giants. But yes, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> but no, it was kind of. You think about it, we as football fans were so spoiled by the results that happened a year ago in this same divisional round. If we all remember a year ago how this all played out with the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs Classic, the Titans going down, both one seeds losing on game-winning field goals, and then you had the miraculous, almost Tom Brady-esque comeback against the LA Rams, and then, like I said, 13 seconds, Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. And then you look at how 2022 and 2023 came in into the postseason. Started off kind of rough. And this divisional round didn't play off any better. You could just see how these games... And that's kind of how this whole year was. We really, really went dug into this year, me and Ted, a lot of saying about the tiers of these teams, the, the greatness of the certain teams. And I think we really saw on display the four best teams and why this conference championship, if you're a fan of these four teams, if you're just a fan of football, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, I know the New York giants are not playing. I know the Buffalo bills, Dallas Cowboys and the, who was the other? I forgot. The Jaguars. Yes. That's how I'm good. You're quiet. I couldn't hear you. It's shocking. Ted's on on mute. But to think that all, all year we've been talking about this league and, there's really always like maybe four or six teams. I think we really got to see now that there have been four great teams. And we're going to talk about them later in the week for a much-anticipated conference championship. These set. are definitely the four be- – listen, let's, let's, let's get it straight. These yeah. are definitely the four best teams and the most deserving teams. There is no shockers here. Probably the most consistent, too, the four most consistent teams, especially in the NFC. I mean, the Eagles and 49ers have been without question. And – and both you and me both had the 49ers in the NFC Championship game in the beginning. Of the I mean, season. I had them going. I have. I had them in the Super. I had them in the Super Bowl against the Chargers. But that was my Super Bowl. My Super Bowl prediction is that was my yeah. preseason pick was the Chargers and 49ers. Yeah. And then when we started the postseason, my pick was the Bengals and 49ers. And Ted changes his pick like always, but Trev stayed true. No, I, didn't, I just changed my pick. You did. Well, you said let's reevaluate in the postseason. I never said reevaluate. Don't make don't use words. You have don't the bills, bro. So shut up. I've had the bills. Bill. Yeah, but that's my point. No more Josh Allen. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Steve, okay. he's what not I the best quarterback in the league. What you know what? I should be Stephen A. Where is where is my hat? <laughs> Stephen A. Smith here in the house. I should be like Pinky. Quiet. Don't say a word. Don't say a word. Say another. <laughs> When what I was, was gonna, before, uh, Michael Irvin, I started laughing. I was like, "Oh, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it is funny to watch them too. It is well, funny, it's Michael." Funny because 
Michael Irvin, I don't care that, like, I know people maybe not like Michael Irvin a lot because of how much he talks about the Dallas Cowboys. Look, he loves his football team. He, he loves them more than anything. He played for him. But he is one of the funniest personalities on TV when he comes on. And when, especially when Dallas won, they play like the, the Star Spangled Banner banner behind him as he's ranting. He was talking to Dak Prescott. And, he, and yeah, he, he is quite the character. But. When looks like he just got out of the sauna. Looks like he just like blue line. Look, like, look, he's ready to go. He's look, crazy. But Listen. as you as you know, we will get into the impressive victories by the Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles and Buffalo Bills and the Dallas Cowboys. Changes needed coming soon. We will see. But we have to start off. As you know, we are New York Giant fans, and we got ridiculed from our New York Giant pick over the Philadelphia Eagles as both Keys brothers picked the Eagles on certain Facebook pages. And look, that's fine. You can laugh at us, and I know it didn't age well. I'm riding with my team. We're riding with our team. I don't care. Until the day we die, we, until the day we die we are big blue fans. We are yeah. New York Giant fans. And if they're in the playoffs and they got an opportunity, then we're going to stick with them. We can this be ridiculed. Hey, guess what? You know how much I care? Listen, this wasn't the regular season when I was picking against the Giants and the Giants are winning, and I was still winning because the Giants are winning, so that's all I cared about. You're like, oh, you picked the Giants against the Ravens. I'm, uh, against the Ravens picked the Giants. I'm like, yeah, of course. This is the playoffs, right? No shit the Eagles were a better team than the Giants. It doesn't even matter, all right? But why were we going to pick against the Giants? Listen, no kidding the Giants got hosed. Eagles were the best team in football. If the Eagles and Jalen Hurts is uh, healthy, they should win the whole thing. There's really no team that can compete with them. Offensively, defensively, coaching, especially. I mean, they're phenomenal. And they proved it Saturday night. But we were not – we're not going to pick the Eagles. No. Let's, I mean, look, we got – yeah, we, we got to be we, honest. We, we, we picked as fans of the team. Our pride and joy is the New York football Giants. We, yeah. We're diehard Giant fans. I'm not picking the Eagles. No. Which is – that wasn't going to happen. Two teams on the – Two teams yeah. And I wasn't going to try to the reverse mojo like, hey, maybe if I pick the Eagles, it'll jinx. Nah, listen, I did enough superstitious, stupid things wearing the same clothes as I did the week before, you know, not drinking, trying to be like, yeah, this is going to work. No, it didn't work at all. Okay. The Giants got, Giants got, should have started drinking after how, how, how fast that game turned It was like, it was like the Mike Tyson fights back in the day when he actually wasn't beating up his girlfriends and doing drugs and whatever. This was Mike Tyson from the 88, 89, 91. He was beating up everybody back in the well, day. Well, allegedly. The, well, listen, oh, listen, hold on. The fight was over before the first round ended. All right? Well, let's, we knew what was, let's the get Giants into it. got their let's butt get, kicked. Let's get into it because well, I was getting into you, think, it. you think about how a whole year, a calendar year, has drastically changed a perspective of a franchise. When a year ago today we – I think it was today, actually, that we hired, or two days ago, we hired Joe Shane as the GM, and how this team has drastically changed from a laughingstock to a team that now has some sort of hope, I would say. When you say when you think about having a GM that a, a competent GM knows what he's doing, seems like he knows what he's going to be doing, and then you got a head coach that everybody is rallying behind, and a head coach that looks like he's going to win the coach of the year. You see how this team finished going four and thirteen last year. To see where they stand now on January twenty third of twenty twenty three, I know that they just lost by thirty one points and got absolutely obliterated by their arch rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, on Saturday night. But like Chet said, maybe most teams would be possibly getting obliterated by that Philadelphia Eagles team because when that Philadelphia Eagles team is 
full strength. That's a very, very difficult team to beat for 60 minutes and even compete for 60 minutes. And the Giants had their best chance. They gave it. Look, they got there. They were one of the final eight teams. To see that the New York Giants and the Jacksonville Jaguars were both one of the elite eight teams in this NFL postseason is a fascinating and remarkable story. But the season is over. As the saying is, all good things must come to an end. And the season for the New York Giants, the 2022-2023 season, is now officially being closed, and we are on to the next chapter, the new regime fully. Now we get to really see the Joe Shane and Brian Dable era now under their full control with the money now, the cap, their draft pick. I know that they – I know last year they had some th- – they had – really control of it but Ted when you look at this franchise and where it's going now major major questions heading into this offseason what are they going to do with the positions that are, that they were very very weak at and then obviously what are you doing with this backfield because that's the big question surrounding the New York Giants is it's a quarterback driven league well the Giants have a well let's be honest a fairly difficult task of going all in with Daniel Jones or their version of going all in, or moving on from Daniel Jones and now completely changing the overhaul of the New York Giants. So, Ted, are you at least excited for Big Blue's future? And what do you really – we'll talk more. We're going to dig more into the Giants. But how excited are you for it? And where do we see this Giants team moving forward? I don't know. I don't know if the right word for me would be excitement. I'm excited for what this season brought to us as a New York Giant fans, right? We exceed the expectations. That's this is more than what we could have thought. You know, you, me, and I think most of the Giant fans were like, listen, let's see improvements. Let's see Daniel Jones approve. Let's see if we can get seven. Hundred percent agree, Uncle Mike. Got to get oh, some good linebackers I, 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 and we'll Yes. We've been talking agree. about the linebacker situation since Carl Banks was drafted. I think that's the last time the Giants drafted a linebacker in the first round. In the first round, round yes. And it doesn't have to be a first-round pick, but, you know, like last night you showed me last night the picks. And, listen, you never know what guys are going to be, but you showed a uh, thing last night to me. The Giants, what was it, a couple of years ago, the Giants took B.J. Hill and another player, and two picks later. They Fred took Moore. Lorenzo Carter, and they took B.J. Hill, and there was a guy at the 70th pick that, to me, is the best linebacker well, in football. It was 62 and one of my favorite players in the NFL, Fred Warner. Well, Trev, but, that, but the Giants took 62. Lorenzo Carter from Georgia, who was a pass rusher guy, who they needed, and I don't even think he's he's not even on the Giants anymore. No, he's BJ not. Hill, neither one. Traded, neither one. BJ Hill is now on the Bengals, who they traded to D tackle. Oh, so, so with that being said, listen, we know the Giants need personnel. I think what the Eagles showed last night is the Giants are more flawed than they are. Are what we close suspect. to competing for competing. a championship. But that's okay. Yeah. Coaches, here's what I would say: like if you watch that Dallas 49ers game, right? I thought the biggest difference was last night was Purdy didn't turn the ball over and Dak did. So Daniel Jones did not turn the ball over at all this season. Very, I think it was the least amount of turnovers in all eight league. Pick, eight, eight total eight, turnovers. Eight turnovers. Five five picks and uh, three fumbles. So when yeah. you don't beat yourselves, you at least keep yourself in the game, right? And mm-hmm. then you know you do certain things right. You know you execute on third downs. You don't you give up a lot of yards, which the Giants did, but you make teams kick field goals, and then you just keep the game close enough. And then coaching comes down to the end of the game, and that's where the Giants exceed. And then we won a lot of close games. You take that Titans game. First game of season, two-point conversion. If it doesn't work out, that's another loss. You know, the game, two, two games against the Commanders could have went either way. Giants could have lost both of them. Yep. So the Giants could have easily been a 4-5-1 team this year. But they executed and they did things right. And, you know, and they made the playoffs. And it was really great to see. And I think that maybe the two best games that the Giants played this year were against the Indianapolis Colts and against the Minnesota Vikings last week. 
And you could see the potential with the Giants. It's exciting. You can understand. But there's a lot of question marks with the team. Trev, let's just get into the whole bracket, okay? We said it before. Evan Neal has to get better, but we know that, and that will get better. Rookies struggle at the offensive line. Andrew Thomas struggled. He got better. So let's see if we can shore up those offensive tackles. We know Andrew Thomas can be a pro bowl and an all-pro left tackle. Oh, he already is an all-pro, yeah. Well, what do you, I don't even know if he was – what was he? He wasn't even second-team all-pro. De- him and Big Dex were second-team all-pros. Okay. So – we know we got to shore up the interior offense line. Two guards, center, one of the two positions has to be get better. Yep. The major question mark going into the offseason, what do we do with Daniel Jones? All right, he played well, but we just got into an argument. Daniel Jones only had 15 touchdown passes, bro. Russell Wilson had more touchdown passes than him. Lamar Jackson had more touchdowns, and they missed a hell of a lot more games. And Lamar doesn't have many guys. That, I told you before, and I'm going to have it again. This is the thing. The only four guys that threw less touchdown passes than Daniel Jones this year was Matt Ryan, who was absolutely garbage, Kyle Murray, who tore his ACL and was absolutely awful, Mac Jones and Marcus Mariota, everyone else. Jimmy G threw more. And what did he miss? Like in the last seven games? Oh, yeah, Brock Purdy. Well, look Andy at the- Fields, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Andy Dawn, all had more touchdown passes than Daniel Jones. This is a throwing league, and you're going to give me who, 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 who do he throw to? I don't care, bro. You got to find a way to throw more touchdown passes. I feel like Brian Dable is taking Daniel Jones to to the highest level he can be. How much more can Daniel Jones? If Daniel Jones and the Giants get a receiver, all right, a legit receiver, which this draft class does not have a bunch of stellar receivers, and the ones that are are going to get drafted early. The Giants are the 25th pick, so you're not going to get a top-notch receiver, all right? So what what does Daniel Jones get to, 22, 23 touchdowns? Is that good enough? Is is that is that is that Derek Carr? Is that Dak Prescott? Is that don't don't you want your quarterback 25, 30 touchdowns? Like where's Daniel Jones' limit at? Has he peaked? Has he has he maxed out his I don't potential? think I still think this is an ultimate like to be determined because we like you said, you didn't really have the weapons. I, I get it. Isaiah Hodgins, what a pickup that was for the New York Giants and that offense. It helped drastically. Richie James, realistically, Richie James. Nice little story. Played tough for the Giants. Had moments. Supposed for him. to be their punter. But, but if he's gonna, if he's on another team that has capable receivers, he's probably the, the fourth or fifth string, or he's probably he's playing special teams. They were a run first team too, though. You got to remember the first like eight weeks of the season, the Giants were in the top three. But that was because they didn't have run- the confidence in Daniel I, Jones to throw I get the that. ball. But guess what? Then you started to see him finally giving him that opportunity, yeah, that confidence. But they gave him games. I get it. But they finally gave him like last month or so. They gave and look, you know me, like I don't. I nobody's ever saw the video because there was never a video. But the day that the, the night the New York Giants, no, got I had the Daniel video Jones, of me freaking out. No, you don't. I got to get in. You, you there's you no, ran, there's the, away from yeah, the TV. It was like two seconds. Up. But I literally had a meltdown because I did not feel like this guy was so. I I have been one of the guys that was knocking Daniel Jones for some time now. But now that he's what we've seen him able to work with, not having a true number one, not having a true number two, like Darius Lee and Isaiah Hodgins, nice pieces, nice complimentary pieces, probably a three, maybe maybe threes at best, maybe a two. I'll just give it at best that. Their best weapon was their running back who dealt with injuries. Daniel Bellinger. Who was a very very nice piece for Daniel Jones? He didn't. He he dealt with the injury. He was out for a little while. So let's not Daniel. Let's not knock Daniel listen, Jones. I'm not. Listen, I want you to understand. Something. Give him an opportunity with full with a full healthy lineup. What I, I want to see him and that and and I get it. 
He didn't play great against the the whole giant team didn't play good listen, against the, listen, the whole matter, franchise didn't play Can well against the Philadelphia. It didn't Eagles. matter if Joe Burrow or Mahomes was the quarterback for the Giants that Saturday. He That's they were gonna get the ass kicked. Okay. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles had 70 sacks as a team. They had four guys with 10 plus sacks. They had a quarterback that was in the MVP race. They had a running back with over a thousand yards and had the same amount of t- more touchdowns than Saquon Barkley. Two receivers. They have, they have two receivers that had 90 plus catches and they're both number ones. They have right? a number they have one a tight, tight end. They have a number one tight end. They had the number one pass secondary in all all football. They had an all pro in Darius Slay. James Bradbury was second all pro. CJ Gardner Johnson, if he doesn't get hurt with the rib injury, he he probably makes all pro as a safety. They have weapons all over. Nick Sirianni doesn't look like a fool anymore. Can't speak at the podium. Did you watch his no, I can't, I can't. Did you listen to his press conference? I, I, I he can't. Said I want somebody to slap him in the face. His little, his little in the camera. I just want to be like, ah. no, that's good. You would like it. I if just like, you know, but you know, pissed off that messed me. I just knocked down my microphone. You know, how mad that got me because yeah, he. But, he, he, he Kevin, you would like it if he was your coach. I don't like any of that stuff. I like it. I no, like it. Yeah. Because that's you. That's you. You're, me yeah. and you are different. Yeah. I'm yeah. not like that. I'm you're not, not like, like the. You're not like Stone Cold in the Rock. I love it, dude. Awesome, dude. Oh, you're speaking of that, thirty. Oh, thirtieth anniversary of Raw tonight. You gonna watch it? Big thirtieth anniversary, bro. A lot of guys coming back. DX yeah. Takers coming back. Austin might be there. Oh. Hell yeah, we got a so lot of things coming. Here, here's let's get right to the question. I'll answer it real quick. Because oh, the question's have, already been answered. As, as Uncle Mike said, we know we need linebackers. We know we need receivers. We yeah. know we need. We know the pass rush has to get better. We know we have to shore up the offensive line. Listen, the Giants exceeded expectation. This was a an average team that made the playoffs. We won the first round because Minnesota was flawed, and we played a superb game. But when you play, hold on. But when you played against the real talented teams of the league, listen. This is what the expectation you should saw have been. Saw the disparity. Yes. So that means we have room for improvement and we have room for growth. With Daniel Jones, it's got to be a team friendly deal. I'm give, I'm either franchise. This is realistic. I told this to Dad. And All right, hurry up and say what you got. Shut up for five seconds. I'm letting Saquon walk if he can get a big time deal. I'm going to give him a deal that the Giants should offer, and if he don't like it, go walk. Because I watched the game against Philly. Every time he runs, he gets hurt. He falls down, he gets hurt. His ankles, let him go. I'm telling you, you're going to be like, what are you, stupid? He's the best. Let him go. Oh, there'll be a lot of people to tell you stupid. I know that. But Kenneth Gainwell, the backup running back for Philly, looked more explosive, more dynamic than Saquon Barkley on that field Saturday night. You could say the holes for Philly were much bigger than Saquon, but he dances too much. He doesn't run with the tenacious. He gets caught from behind way too many times. And he he's – Trev, did you, you watched the game all Saturday night. He was banged up. He kept coming out of the game because I yeah. think he was ba- – every time he fought, he had banged up. Daniel Jones, I franchise him. One-year deal, $30 million. That's what $32 million. That's it. He's not getting a multi-year deal. If Atlanta Falcons or Carolina Panthers or Tennessee Titans want to give him three years, four years, and $35 million, go have him. Have him. Good luck. Go have Ryan Tannehill for the next three or four years. Go have Dak Prescott. I'm not looking for Kirk Cousins' deal. I don't want Kirk Cousins. I don't want an average quarterback. I want above average. Unless everything else is – unless you're going to have the San Francisco 49ers team where you're going to have the best defense, one of the best offense lines, and have Debo Samuel and Chris McCaffrey in the backfield, then you can ride with Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones. If not, go go do something else. Because you know what I mean? Here's what I'll say is this. The Bills, who Trev said had the best quarterback in the world and the most talented and gifted specimen in the world, couldn't do shit against the Cincinnati Bengals and had 10 points. And looked average with a number one receiver in Stefan Diggs and supposedly a great defense in the snow. So that's where we're trying to get. 
because I'm not saying the best quarterbacks right, are going to me... win the Super, Super Bowls. But if you look at this weekend, you have three of the best quarterbacks in football and the and Mr. Irrelevant. That's what you have this weekend. You have three of the best quarterbacks right now in football, one, two, and three, and Mr. Irrelevant. And we're Look, gonna, at the end I'm of the not, day, on Sunday night at 10 o'clock, we're going to find out if Mr. Irrelevant was good enough to compete right. against the best. Look, I'm not. I'm going to finish up with this. I'm not going to sit here. I, I wasn't upset that the Giants – does it suck that the Giants' season's over? Yeah. But to know that what a ride it was, to see that this team who has been awful for so long, coming into the year with a 22-59 and 59 record, tied with the Jets for the worst record in the past six, five years, five or six years – to see them make the playoffs with the roster that they had and to be in the Elite Eight is just a fascinating, fascinating job by this entire franchise. Joe Shane, Brian Dable. I'm excited for this future. I can't wait to see what it holds for Big Blue. I'm not disappointed. I'm saddened because it's over. But look, you learn from it. You learn from it. You learn from it. And you just get better and improve for next season. Ted was just talking about the Cincinnati Bengals and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, without question, those were the two teams who had the most impressive victory this weekend. Philadelphia just doing what they've been doing to the New York Giants for some time now. And Cincinnati, man, that could be the most impressive victory of the entire football season. Not even just the playoffs, man. But to think of the situation. So, Ted, I'll get into this question with you. Who is more impressive in victory? And we are a positive show, so we're starting off with the positivity, and we'll finish off, I guess. With the negativity, that you is the it, Dallas. Bro. Take it. You're oh, this is this is easy. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. This is without question the Cincinnati. But look, the Philadelphia Eagles all year. I know that me and Ted have had the Eagles for most of the season in the top three. I've had them. I, I've had them at number one, probably more I think than the Ted. Had, I had them was three. The lowest I had, I think it was four or five, right before the playoffs, which was, I mean, whatever. We take our chances with it. It's our power rankings. We have opinions. Everybody has opinions nowadays, a platform. Like we thought that's the look. But, re- but realistically, this Philadelphia Eagles team has been definitely in the NFC the best team and to some the most complete team in all of the football. They've dominated. They did their part, and they've dominated this rivalry. It's no surprise that the Lincoln Financial is a nightmare for teams, especially the New York Giants. And San Fran's going to have their hands full because this team healthy, we just saw it. They just beat down on a team that was a smaller opponent. Good for the Giants for getting there, but we really saw the disparity of the two. To me, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. You think about what they had to deal with. Three of their their star offensive linemen being out, Alex Kappa, Lael Collins, and then Jonah Williams. I don't know if they're all, they might out. Lael Collins is out for the year. I don't know if the other two are going to return, but to see what these two guys have done and this team in general, Joe freaking Burrow, man. My God, Joe Burrow. What else is there to say? Ted, I got some stats for him. What he did yesterday: fourteen of fifteen, hundred and fifty-eight yards, two touchdowns against that Bills zone defense. Just other stuff. Bengals fifth playoff win in the last two years. You know how many they had in the first fifty-three years? Five. And he is also five and one in the playoffs. The other Bengals record are a nice combined five and fourteen. You want to talk about a game changer in franchise? I don't know. It must be like the LeBron factor because LeBron did this when he went to Cleveland. Changed that whole franchise. They ended up becoming title contenders. This team was a laughing stock. The Cincinnati Bengals. Who are they? They're garbage. You got the Steelers and the Ravens. They'll be fine. I have a a Pete, big Steeler fan. He's like, 
we have to deal with Joe Burrow for the rest of our career for the rest of my time until he's there. Well, I mean, if you're a bang if you're a Bengal fan, you have the man. You have the guy that can do no wrong. He is everything that you hoped he'd be. What he did in LSU and now what he's doing in the NFL. Dan Orlowski said something interesting, and I really thought about it. It's like, yeah, he's right. He is the best overall quarterback in the sense of quarterback. It's like when we think of the running back position, some people would say the best running back is Derrick Henry because he is a featured, he's a running, running back. This guy might be the best quarterback. Mahomes is unlike anything. And, and this weekend, it's just, I don't even know. Mahomes is the best playmaker. Play, play, he's the best player in the world. And he's played with a, he played with a freaking bad leg and he was better than half of the, probably four, three, 85% of the league's quarterbacks. It's just fascinating. But just to see what, this offense did, Joe Burrow, what this defense has done, this defense, Lou Amaral, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, definitely should be getting some recognition for head coaching position because he's done a marvelous job. But Joe Burrow, man, and I'll get into the Buffalo Bills in a few minutes, but Joe Burrow, what else? I mean, I love Joe Burrow. I'm not knocking Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the man. Joe Burrow is a, one of the best quarterbacks. He was one of the best quarterbacks coming into this year. I had him as going as maybe three or four only behind Mahomes and Josh Allen. Right now, he's he's inserted himself into maybe number two, and I'm maybe not saying he's number two, Ted. Ted. Yeah, oh, I'm listening. I'm talking to you. It's your time. I was <laughs> trying to look up. I was trying <laughs> I to look up. This man was ready to, this no, man, no, no, this no, man no, is no. always ready to speak. No. Oh, but no, then when I, I was, give him the floor, I, he literally just pulled a Dak Prescott. No, 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 no. And no. he froze. I, Ted, no, froze. I was actually trying to look at your quarterback rankings, trying to look up your quarterback rankings, but they're in my Google photos, so I'll have to go back and look where you rank. My quarterback up. rankings? I'll go look while you talk because I know I have time. I have plenty of time because you love to talk. <laughs> no, there's not much to say. It's it's the really isn't? It I mean, is. both teams are very, very – I mean, both teams. Man, if, this is a, if this is a Super Bowl, it's not a bad Super Bowl. Impressive-wise? Eagles did what they were supposed to do. Kicked the, yes. They kicked the crap out of the Giants like they did all season long. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, look at week 14 when the, what they went 44, 45. They've to done it for the past like 10 years. 14, <laughs> yeah. They won 10 straight at Lincoln Financial. They beat the Giants 12 out of 14 times, like 50 out of feels like 55 games. I mean, it's not fair, but, man. It's not fair. No, I mean, and that's what makes that's what makes it more devastating when you talk about the Cowboys Eagles uh, situation with the Giants fans is. I hate the Eagles because they just kick our butt all the time. Well, there's nothing we really do about it. The Dallas yeah. Cowboys, it's just their phony fans thinking every year that they're, they're great and special and they're going to win it with Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones. I don't know how that can be. So, with that being said, the most impressive victory is easily the Bengals. They went and dominated the game. That game should even be worse. He missed Hayden Hurst on the on that uh, out route in the end zone. He threw it over his head. We Burrow both. We both had Burrow at five heading into the season. We both had him at five. Yes, I had, I had, I had, I had Allen, Mahomes, Brady, and Rogers three four, and then you had Mahomes, Brady, Allen, Rogers, and Burrow. And that was off of last year's performance. Oh, you have an all time. We both have an all timer here. We got uh, yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I know. Well, this is all coming off of last year. This year, we'll have a different. Russell Wilson's thirty second. No, Daniel Jones is. Stop! Stop! Or drop your ass right now. Stop it. No, here's the thing. That game should have been 31 to 10 because he missed Hayden Hurst on the corner route, that little out route when they were inside the snow and they had to kick the field goal. I think it was their second or third field goal, Patterson. So if he yeah. hits, what just happened? I just Where'd put I it up, bro. <laughs> right here, bro. Keep going. 
This man can't do it. I'm just, hey, it's part of the question. This man can't do it. Oh, you're going to love the next one, too. So, no, yeah. I mean, listen, Burrow dominated. He was the best quarterback in the field. They ran the ball with Joe Mixon. And what's most impressive is everything that we thought was going to be their nemesis, the offensive line, they were more physical at the offensive line. The offensive line dominated the defensive line of the Buffalo Bills. They controlled the line of scrimmage both on both sides. Of the, and I think Charles in our group chat said, Line of scrimmage in the trenches matter most. Bengals dominated they both. They dominated that too. Offensive line and defensive line controlled. Allen was running for his life. They had no. I mean, let's let's look at the end of the game. Diggs is screaming at Josh Allen and leaving the field and leaving the locker room with his pat with his jersey on before the coaches and they has to get brought back in and then leaves again. So he's pissed off. This team now, three years in a row, conference championship. Divisional round, divisional round. They haven't gotten over the hump. I think the bigger question you now have to start thinking is, is Sean McDermott the coach for the future for the Buffalo Bills? Is he good enough to take? Has he maxed out his capacity? And similar to what I say, Daniel Jones. Certain guys can bring teams to a certain level. I, the, thing, the closest thing I could think of the other day, and maybe it was because it was the early years, was Mark Jackson, then they brought in Steve Kerr. You know, Steve Kerr took him to another level. I couldn't yeah, yeah, remember yeah, yeah, I was trying yeah. to ask you, like, where a coach, he brings him a team, like, every I year. I, I mean, here's another thing. Like the Eagles, they fired Doug Peterson because after, and then they brought in Nick Sirianni. But look at what Nick Sirianni's done, done for the Eagles. Like, doesn't it feel like they brought him to another level? You know, like yeah, Andy, Andy Reid, you know, like certain coaches can get a team to a certain level and then it's like, the, it's like, out. And, and you look at the, if you look at all four of these coaches that are in the, on the ball game, they're all offensive minded coaches, guys. Mm-hmm. Enough of the defensive-minded coaches for oh Leslie Frazier. Well, if you looked it. at the, Ted, if you looked at the entire the 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 eight teams that were heading into divisional weekend, seven of them were offensive coordinators. Or all offensive co- guys, or bro. Offensive-minded guys. Look at the McDermott was the and, only one. I mean, look at I mean, here's the thing: the Vikings, right? We'll knock on the Vikings. I'll use this as an example, but they had a defensive-minded coach Zimmerman for years. Zimmerman. Who's Zimmerman? Yeah, Zimmerman was their coach. Zimmer? Whatever. I say Zimmerman. Zimmerman. <laughs> That's the name right. been Zimmerman. And Zimmerman. they brought an offensive-minded coach from the Rams, and Kevin O'Connell, and he took the Vikings to another level offensively. So let's see really if they – Did they? They had a good season. Kirk Cousins had a really good season. They literally have the same point differential. Doesn't matter though. They had 13, 14 wins. What's it? The Giants 13, 14. What's it? The Giants had nine wins coming off. The Giants Giants were also playing in the NFC North either. So whatever. Thank you. The question is, and let's just get to the point: is the Bengals were the most impressive team. They went in Buffalo in a snowstorm and kicked the crap out of the Buffalo Bills. They dominated on both sides of the line of scrimmage. The game could have been 40 to 10, realistically. That's the game was over in the first quarter. Even when it was 14-7, I didn't really think the Bills had a chance. And I just felt like certain calls and things that were going on, I felt like the refs or NFL was trying to keep the Bills in this game for ratings-wise. There was nothing they could do about it. Joe Burrow wasn't going to get beat. Just like I told you, the Bengals were going to win. They were the better team. They were the better weapons. They had the better coach. They are ready to get – because they know last year, if it's one block away from a Super Bowl last year, they're the Super Bowl defending champs. They beat the Rams last year. Should have beat the Rams. It's just Aaron Donald was the best player at that point of the the field. We'll see this weekend when they go to Kansas City again. And here and then we'll talk about this weekend. 
He's 3-0. and He's going for the sweep, bro. He's bringing out the brooms against Mahomes. Is this going to be the Houston Astros against the New York Yankees? 4-0 sweep. All the talent in the world, bro. But they got Joe Burrow. And Mahomes is dealing with a high ankle sprain. That'll be the biggest question, how Mahomes handles the ankle, the pain. It, it, because what makes Mahomes great, and I think we'll get moved to the next part, is, and you said it when Duranowski, you know, people are like, ah, Mahomes is the best quarterback over Burrow. He's the best playmaker. His improvision, his ability to extend plays, he sees things that no one else sees, man. It's I Listen, I love Joe Burrow. I do. I think Joe Burrow is one of the best, but I'll still take Mahomes over Burrow. If I had to rank Mahomes and Burrow, but you watch Mahomes, the guy on Saturday, bro, was still throwing touchdown passes on a half a leg, one leg, jump passes. I'm thinking, I mean, bro. his ability to make all the throws and do the special things and improvise is what makes him so great. And it I'm feels thinking, like what makes Mahomes and Burrow the best yeah. is when everything else seems to speed up for them, it's like slow motion. For them, it's like the best way I thought was a Marvel thing was Spider-Man. Everything else is going normal, but when no, he's flash. in the action. No. Well, Flash is Flash. the one that like Flash. Around. I'm gonna use Spider Man because it's a little bit more people like Spider Man over Flash, bro. Flash is just you fast. could just said Superman then. No, but Spider Man <laughs> when you watch tomorrow when he's going, everything is in slow motion. He's able to almost the Matrix. Maybe that's a better thing. The gunshot is coming at full speed, but he's back. Changes needed in Buffalo. Absolutely. Oh, right. hold on. Let's let's get into this because there is. I'll, I'm gonna because I think this is my time. Well, who do you want to take? You want to take Buffalo? Or I'll take Dallas. Oh, you want to go both? Well, we- I, okay. So we just got off of the dominance of the Eagles and Bengals and the positivity of this NFL divisional weekend. Now let's get over to the negative side because there's always a winner and there always has to be a loser. And these two teams have done a lot of losing within their franchise's history. I know that the Dallas Cowboys have won. But history repeats itself for the Dallas Cowboys. Same for the Buffalo Bills. The reason why I'm going, Ted, because I have a lot of explaining to do. Not a lot of explaining to do. But if you haven't watched the show, if you you haven't seen how this show has been, it all started in week one when I was all in on the Buffalo Bills bandwagon and my guy, Still is my guy. Still is the best to me. Still one of the top three quarterbacks in the world. Don't care. I have to take. He has to take. He has to take a step back, though. Oh uh, no! I think, I think maybe him. Trevor. I think maybe Trevor Lawrence should take the step over Josh Allen. Yeah, settle down. Let's settle down. No, 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 no. 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 Let's I'm telling you, bro. Anyways, hold on. He's coming. Let me, let me. Okay. So all year I was saying the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. Foregone conclusion. Who's beating them in Buffalo? I was all in on it. I was hyped up because I was excited. Because who, like, really, if you're a football fan, do you really hate the Buffalo Bills? Like, what have they ever done to you in your in in the history of your life? Like, come on, the franchise just can't hate. Dallas, I was jumping in joy. I was up all night waiting for this. I was like, yeah, the Giants lost in the backyard. I was like, the Giants lost, but you know what? If Dallas loses, I still win. Because the Dallas Cowboys are done, and we don't have to see them anymore. And we don't have to see old-ass Jerry Jones talk again. So take your ass to Cabo or wherever you want to go on your big-ass yacht. No, this is all about the Buffalo Bills, Ted, without questions. The Buffalo Bills. I have no I have no explanation for it. 
you had Demar Hamlin in the stadium too, so you felt like okay, everything was gonna here we go, everything was gonna get going. This team was gonna be fueled up and ready to go and take it to them and get ready to go to Atlanta to play the Chiefs. Well, Joe Burrow has an all-time quote: "Better get those refunds." Because there ain't not going to be no neutral site AFC title game. There ain't going to be no 50,000 fans in Atlanta Stadium you know watching funny? the Bills you know against funny? the Kansas City Chiefs. No. The, the Buffalo Bills. Playing, you know the Bengals could be playing home right now. Yeah, I know. And the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, we will not see this year. The Buffalo Bills, you're taking a step back, like Ted said. You're taking steps back. You, st- you started it two years ago in the AFC title game, okay? Like the Yankees. You got to the ALCS back in 17. Now it's only higher up from there. It's been anything but that. They've gotten actually worse. And I really do think it's time for a coaching change. I think losing Dable destroyed this team in the sense of, well, Josh Allen's play on the field. He was amazing, but he's still a lot of turnovers, led the league in turnovers. Sean McDermott, Ted, we just talked about it. Not a good enough coach. Not a good enough coach. Ken Dorsey, he's about to possibly get a head coaching job. I wouldn't give my keys to that guy right now. I, I wouldn't. No way. Like with Dable, it felt different. With Dorsey, nah, he I think he he's a good coordinator, good mind. Don't get me wrong. He, he, needs, he needs another year or so for fine-tuning. I have no words because I was all in on the Buffalo Bills. I was all in on the Buffalo Bills. I was all in on Josh Allen this year. And right now, a major disappointment from Bills Mafia. You had everything in front of you. Home stadium, Demar Hamlin, the weather. I know you dealt with injuries. Hey, the Bengals did too. No excuse. They didn't look good. Their offensive line, they need a lot of help on that offensive line. Their lack of running game was again on display yesterday. And good for Cincinnati too because they had trouble running the ball and they really got it going with Mixon and Pirine yesterday. So good with for backup. them. With That's good back. coaching though. That's what good coaching could do. And this team seems like it just fell flat again because the coaching, I don't see any in-game adjustments. I don't see halftime adjustments. It's the same old Buffalo Bills team, Sean McDermott, I should say. And they should really seriously contemplate. I know Josh Allen's going to get a lot of blame for deservingly so. He did not play well. Sean McDermott deserves to possibly lose his job. And if I was the Buffalo Bills, I would try to get on the phone as soon as possible and just give a hope and prayer that maybe Sean, McDer- or Sean Payton doesn't accept a coaching job. Because if I could, and the same thing for the Chargers, I don't know what these two teams are doing. Because you have two of the most talented quarterbacks in the game, and I feel like you're just going to waste them away. Because you got two bonehead defensive-minded coaches. Don't get me wrong, great defensive-minded coaches. You just don't feel it with them. You just don't see it with them it, winning. But guess what? Their defenses have been... I get it, but guess what? What has it done for them? No, what I'm saying is their defenses have been the flaws. Last year, 13 seconds. It was the defense. Yeah, last year, yeah. This year, got taken behind the woodshed and beat because their defense. Oh, that's why I'm sick of hearing the all the Leslie Frazier thing. That's like a whole nother Todd Bowles thing. There's a reason why guys like Dennis Allen and Josh McDaniels and Leslie Frazier and, and these guys were coordinated, were once head coaches, then got fired and never got a shot. Some are made to be coordinators. It's not a black or white thing. No. Some are made to be coordinators, and some are made to be head coaches. It's just that simple. And Leslie Frazier, once again, shows why I don't think he should be a head coach. They Listen, they got listen, they got out similar to the Giants game, best way to say it. They got out coached, they got out played, they got out hustled, they got out, and they got beat. 
All right. They had no chance yesterday. They had no chance. You had the home game in Buffalo in the snow. You're thinking this is all this screams Buffalo. Like I said, Demar Hamlin's there. You got the whole crowd ready to go. You're thinking Buffalo. You got and you got smoked. You got smoked. Embarrassed. Smoked. You got smoked. Ted, you said it right. They, you almost felt like there was never, even though it was early in the game, you never felt like there was an opportunity for. They had Buffalo never to get any control of the game. It was fourteen nothing before you blinked. So yeah. now let's get into my other favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, yeah, okay, favorite team. I can't believe you even just said that same word in the same sentence with that. I can never say those words. Listen. That's only my favorite when they lose. That's what I'm saying, bro. It, that's, that's what makes me that's what today makes Today is like Christmas morning. Today that's is like what, Christmas listen, morning. That's what makes me laugh about the that's what makes me such a favorite cowboy fan, man. Like with the I We're the biggest me. cowboy fan. You know, I wish I could say something, but it would be too it'd be, it'd be too big. You'd have to you have to go check out our um Trev, do you remember our subscription said, for remember that? Remember when I made the comment like blue balls one time, and you like you were like, "What is wrong with you?" You're like, yeah, you got so yeah. yeah, don't. But yeah, like don't... that's what it was like the Cowboys fans. That's what they get you. They get you all excited. They get you all pumped up. Like you got this beautiful woman in front of you. Oh, has anyone ever seen the first American Pie? Got the beautiful woman. She's laying in bed. He's like, all oh, excited. Jim, Jim, Jim got too excited. Jim got too Jim, excited. And Jim, and, you know. Jim blows his chance. Jim, and then, Jim. And, then, and then he's like, I got backups. He's like, don't worry. We're going to the playoffs. Don't worry. We start, we, we're failing, but we're coming back. We got a chance. Listen, we just played our best game. My moves Ted, are here's coming. the thing. All and then all of a sudden, the hand goes, and pff, it's Teddy, over with. Ted, here's you the thing, again. All kidding aside. Hold on. Cowboys, all kidding aside, all though. Aside, bro. I wanted to say one thing. That's not good enough. What do you want That's what I was going to say, to go right into your point, is – they have their I, opportunity. I was excited, they, bro. they, no, I'm not saying no. I'm, no, of course, it's Christmas Day today. Happy New Year to all Giant fans and teams, people that hate, that despise the Dallas Cowboys. No, they, they had their opportunity. They had the chances, man. It's snowing. plenty of chances. Oh, yeah, crappy weather. Plenty of chances for this team. Dak Prescott. Remember, not good enough. Remember when I was talking about the previous? He's not, I've been saying it for years. Everybody's oh. like, "Oh, Dak Prescott is this and that, dude. This is what he wants in Mississippi State." What's it good Listen, enough? Listen, he he. How do I say this in a respect? He's a he's he, a great human being. He's not a great quarterback. He, he's a very good quarterback. He I, is. I wouldn't even say very good. No, he's listen. He's he's a. So he's top ten. He's, he's not right top at, ten. I told you. I think if we're realistically watching him, oh, he's right at that ten level. Because if you watch the Tampa Bay game, that was Dak's best. Then you watch yesterday. That was against a. That was against a. Nah. But that's that's not a bad defense in Tampa Bay, but it, it's not it's it wasn't the 49ers. It wasn't the best defense in football. But that's what you get from Dak. Let's be realistic. Dak is a great human being. He's not a great quarterback. He's a very good quarterback, and he needs pieces around him to. I, Steve, I wouldn't even give him a B plus quarterback. I wouldn't listen, even give him B plus. I would give him tier two quarterback. He's not t- tier one. Is upper echelon. Right. Let me ask you before we get out. Let me let me ask you this. So tier one, tier one shouldn't be a big group because tier one is really to me, if we're really being serious, like take add the playoffs into this. If we're really being serious, tier Can one, I, tier one is only Mahomes and Burrow. No, no, no. Josh Allen's in that group. I would put Allen too, but it, like some people no. might. Say, so here's yeah, the thing. You know how Colin back. used to do. The reason why I'm gonna say this is tier two. So you got tier one. Mm-hmm. You have like your one, two, and three. That's tier one. So you want to put more, and maybe Hurts, if he wins something, he could be in that tier one. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm going to be, I'll say that right now, all okay. right? 
So I say right now, the way he's playing, I'll put Hurts in the tier one. So I got those four. I got Hurts, I got Mahomes, I got Burrow, okay. and I got Allen. That's then you go to tier two. Okay, so now who's my best tier two player? Herbert, That's Lamar. where you get into the Herberts. You get into Lamar. You get into maybe the Bradys and Rodgers. Maybe you get into Trevor Lawrence. Then And then that bottom tier two, before you hit tier three, is the Dak Prescotts. That's where you get to Dak Prescott. Because I, I would have thought Derek Carr was there, but he took a step back. You know, Kyle Murray, if he's healthy, Jared Goff played like a tier two quarterback this year. Jared Goff played like a tier two. He's in that tier two, but the lower half. He's not at Allen's level. He's not Dak the- is cl- Dak, Dak is closer to Kirk Cousins than he is to Herbert Lamar. I wouldn't even put him at Mahomes because I think Mahomes and Burrow and Allen are still on but another level. But here's the thing. As a Cowboy fan, it's got to be frustrating because when you watch last Monday game, you're like, man, Dak looked great. And he did look great. And the Cowboys looked great. And Dallas's defense was phenomenal yesterday. So let's not take nothing away I from know. Dallas. That defense played good enough to win the game. Yes. All right? And Mayer wasn't the problem. The kicker. Now, of course, we understand it. Tony Pollard's injury had some type of significant impact on the Dallas Cowboys offense going forward. Maybe if Tony Pollard's there the whole game, maybe Dallas finds a way to tie the game and win the game. Mm-hmm. The injuries happen. That's a devastating injury, broken fibula. He'll be out probably four to six months. We'll see what happens. The Zeke's contract and Zeke is old. He's done. Dallas is going to regret that. Dak's contract, the $40 million. The problem is when you pay these guys $40 million, there's an expectation from us. The strangers from the outside saying that they have to play at an elite level when the expectation is they're not never going to be that. He's never going to be an elite quarterback. Don't you think Dallas yesterday is kind of kicking themselves in the ass going, man, I wish I didn't trade Amari Cooper for a six-round pick. I would have loved to have Amari Cooper yesterday. That could have helped us yesterday. You know what I mean? Maybe if we didn't pay Zeke the $60 million he wanted and say, you know what, we'll just ride with some backups. Maybe they'd have more financial help to give Dak and other guys and other pieces. But they let Cedric Wilson go. They let Amari Cooper. But go. I don't. But let's I let's say this. And, and here's the other thing. And I said it before in the early. And I'll end it on this. Dak had two turnovers. Purdy had none. All right. When it comes down to it, when I, we talk about Daniel Jones, we talk about the Giants. Don't beat yourselves. Dak had two crucial interceptions. One to set that led to points. One to set up the first field goal, and the second one, yeah, you, you were in field goal range, and I believe. Oh, and I believe the that was right before the half. Oh, yes. And, and there's the other one. So you killed, you gave them six points. You lost by seven. And you were in field goal range, which means you would have kicked the field goal, which means you could have won and should have won that game. You were probably right. the better team. Dallas was probably the better team yesterday. But <sighs> da- 40, listen, think about it. The 49ers couldn't do anything really against Dallas all game. Until late, they ran the ball well. But if Dallas doesn't have those turnovers, we're talking about a whole different game. Dallas beat themselves and the 49ers didn't. And that's why the 49ers are moving on to the NFC Championship game. And Dallas has to go back home and, and pick up their tears and figure out what they're going to do. You can blame Mike McCarthy. I will a little bit. Time management again. I know you screamed about it last year. I scream about it. Every, I mean, that's the thing about quick. Why you're about, not? Why you take thirty seconds to punt the ball when you know you have to hurry up and get plays I off? Always, I always said what, it. I, what, what was the last play of the game called? I I, mean, I I said it. I said it about Aaron Boone, and I was right about that. I said it about Mike McCarthy, and I was right about that. When you have guys, when you have talented teams like that, and your biggest question mark is your coach, and once again, they give you enough evidence to back up your statements, it just showed again, and it was on full display last night, of Mike McCarthy's incompetency at times. 
But make no mistake about it. Dak Prescott had an awful game. Uh, we're not going to sit here and give him excuse. I'm not giving him no excuse. When you have talent on that team, when you have one of the do- one of the better offensive lines in football, when you have a number one type receiver in CD Lamb, when you have a number one type tight end in Dalton Schultz, I get it. Tony Pollard going down definitely hurts the explosiveness of that offense because he is a true a true playmaker, and Zeke is nowhere near what he used to be. And when you have that defense, I'm not I'm not listening to it. Dak was not good. He was awful. And he is what he is, and he always will be. And I'm I'm sick and tired of this narrative and argument that Dak Prescott is an elite or, to Ted's point, a very good quarterback. Because to me, if you're a very good quarterback, you at least perform to a higher to a higher. Hold on, you perform perform to a higher level. Like he doesn't even perform to a higher level. Neither did Josh Allen yesterday. But at least Josh Allen. Excuse. One game, so one game. Okay, so, so Dak, one game. But here's the thing: I'm not, I'm not backing the Cowboys. But what I'm saying is, Dak played like shit. He so played one game. Forward. So we're, so we're gonna just completely just. I know Josh Allen played often. I get that. So we're gonna so just. Did Dak. But he, this is consistent with but Dak. Dak listen, this is Dak, consistency with in Dak. The, you know, in the bigger games, he, he does. He played well against the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's all you care about. And he played well against the Eagles at home. Late in the season, I, you're you're listen. I get it. You're not off. I'm not arguing with you like you're you're stupid or you're wrong. I get it. You, there's an expectation getting paid the money that he does when you play for the Dallas Cowboys to succeed. You everyone thinks that listen. No one's no one has done anything since Troy Aikman, bro. As a Dallas Cowboy, yeah. Or, but these teams, these past couple years have been some of the most talented Dallas Cowboys teams. And for them to be, <laughs> as you should be very happy, my friend, Jalen Hurts so good. That was his team. That was his fantasy name. That was his fantasy. He loves Jalen Hurts. Loves him. Hey, for good reason. Hey, that's a dominant team. But that's what I'm talking about. When you're a good football team, Philadelphia Eagles, Cincinnati Bengals, all these teams that we've been talking about throughout the entire year. And the Dallas Cowboys were one of those six teams we were talking a lot about. For them to come out there and lay an egg offensively, Dak Prescott specifically, there's no excuse. Jalen Hurts was perfect. Joe Burrow was perfect. Patrick Mahomes with a one leg was perfect. There is no excuse. And when you're the Dallas Cowboys, like the New York Yankees, the standard is higher than almost everybody in the league. You are supposed to win, and especially with the pressure that is mounting each and every year for this franchise, knowing that we are now going on 28 years of not even seeing this team in a conference championship game. There's no excuses anymore. I'm well, sick and I'm sick and tired of hearing every BS excuse about the Dallas Cowboys. They are what they are. Their quarterback is as average as as you're going to get. Their coach, congratulations, he's got a Super Bowl, is as average as it comes. When you have an elite defense, when you have an elite offensive line, when you have elite type playmakers, you are supposed to be performing at the level that most fans expect you to be. Maybe not me, maybe not Ted, but to most fans are what you're supposed to do. And for Dallas, guess what? Just like last year when everybody thought, oh, this team could make a deep Super Bowl run. Yeah, they could have. But guess what? 
Dak screwed up again, plays poorly, and then everybody got their high hopes this week because they beat up on a bad Tampa team coming out of a bad division. And I know I picked them. I get it. Oh, well, you picked them. I get it. I picked them. I took a chance. You take a shot in this world. I guess we don't do that now. You're an idiot if you pick the wrong team nowadays. But everybody else is so smart in this country. That's why where we are, we are in the situation in this country. Anyways. Huh? Uh, nothing. Um, no, I was uh, <laughs> no, but listen, and that's all I got to say listen, about that. This is not a hate on Dallas, but it, here's no, the forget thing. about them. I'm sick of hearing them no, every but, freaking year, listen, 20 plus you, years uh, listen, saying this is win- our year, Ted. And guess I, what? Just, they don't do it again. They're a choke artist, they're the ultimate choke artist, as 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 great well, as they the are. Jalen Hurts is gonna get better. And he and now he has taken the reins as the best quarterback in the NFC. Sorry, Dak, it's not you. We as Giant fans suspect that the Giants and Joe Shane and Brian Dable will make this team even better with a full yes. year of you know actual yes. development. Last year was curing all the scar tissue in your knee. They were pulling it all out. Now yeah. we cleared it out. The knee is good. We're ready to rock. Now we got salary cap. Now we just have to figure out what we want to do going forward with our quarterback and running back. The Dallas Cowboys now are in big trouble because Dak's contract and Zeke's contract salary cap hits are going to be significant. Tyron Smith is another year older, dealt with multiple injuries. Does he come back or does he retire? That Let me ask you one quick question. Go ahead. Would you rather be in the Giants situation or the Dallas situation, knowing that the Giants have to figure out if they're going to sign DJ and Saquon and knowing that what's, what Dallas has with the long contract. That's a, that's a tricky with, question because you're telling me to p- pick Dallas or the Giants. I'm gonna, I'd rather be the Giants because I'd rather have the cap. But I'd also – the answer is Dallas because I, I have a weak defense. I still have DeMarcus Lawrence. I still have Micah Parsons. I still have play, playmakers on that team. The rookie t- tackle that they took out of uh, Tulsa, Trey Smith, he was good. They still have Zach Martin. They still have a really good offense line. Dawn Schultz isn't going anywhere, I don't think. CeeDee Lamb is still a number one. You would like them to get a number two. Dak is an above-average quarterback who doesn't play to his potential every week in and week out. If Tony Pollard can come back healthy, you have another, you have another running back. The problem is Zeke's contract and Dak's pro- contracts are going to take salary cap hits. I'd rather be have the pieces ready there and saying, what can we fix? Here's my thing. Do, do you fire Mike McCarthy and bring in Sean Payton and say, you know what, Sean Payton's going to take Dak Prescott to the next level like Brian Dable did to Daniel Jones and like other offensive coordinators have done for other quarterbacks in this league. Can, can is Sean Payton the guy? Is Dallas Dallas's number one priority saying, you know what? I need Sean Payton. Sean Payton has a previous relationship, has worked for the Dallas Cowboys, has a relationship with Jerry Jones, has a house in Texas. Does he look at that job and go, do I want the Dallas job? Do I want the Denver job with no cap in Russell Wilson? Or because the Chargers ain't getting rid of Brandon Staley, so where does Sean Payton go? Because no. I don't think Buffalo fires Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott, no. and so Payton doesn't go to Bills. So if I'm Sean Payton, I go to Dallas Cowboys. The problem is he's going to want some control, and Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones don't like to give up control. But that's where if I'm da- Jerry Jones, I'm calling tomorrow and say, Sean Payton, what do I have to do? Twenty million dollars to get you on the team? That's what Dallas Cowboys we, do. We don't. We don't want Sean Payton. I'm not anytime. saying what we want. We don't want Sean that's Payton. What, that's does Dak Sean Payton take them over the top? Does he? That, that, if you think that Mike McCarthy is the reason why they lost, and no, lost, I think I think he's a Sean Payton. He's a part of the problem. I don't think Dak helped his case either for the narrative that he's gotten this entire season since coming back from injury. To the past two of the last three weeks were some of his worst games he's ever played. Yeah. 
That's, that's and, not, and, and that's what's frustrating as a Dallas fan. If I was a Dallas fan, is when you watch a game against Tampa Bay, you're like, damn. Well, yeah, let's just say if there was no great, and then this week he looked like crap. And it, and that and that's the problem with him is he's too up and down. You'd rather I'd rather be, you know, straight line, either be yeah. bad all the time or average all the time. But when yeah. you play at the level that he does, sometimes you're like, damn, he looks like yeah, an all like, pro. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. All I know is. The day I become a Dallas Cowboy fan is a day that there's no any any sports teams in the world, but that's not going to happen. I think so I wrote we'll... on Twitter last night. I'd rather root for Russia than, than <laughs> Dallas, and probably people are probably probably we probably we probably could think of a, a better uh, name than Russia now because Russia's not really 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 good in the Cuba. world. Cuba. Right <sighs> <laughs> oh man! I got to say, say something stupid. <sighs> I haven't said anything uh... stupid all fifty six minutes. I'm ready now. Who do we not really like? Canadians. I don't even... yeah. <laughs> Forget about the Canadians. Hell with Canada. Just keep your asses <laughs> up there. <laughs> but no. You no, think about it. Yes. <laughs> but it, it was a um, – it wasn't as expected like last year, a divisional round that we will never forget, but it was a divisional round where we really got to see the disparity between elite teams. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. That's pretty much what we got. We got to see the great, got to see the bad, and we got to see the ugly. That's what the divisional round brought to us this week. Well, we are down to four. Four great teams. I don't know who's coming out of each conference. I really don't. I mean, obviously, I'd take the 49 because that was my preseason pick. But I don't know who's coming out, man. I don't know who's going to be playing in Arizona. And and guess what? Either way, whatever four teams. I don't think. I don't think as a football fan, can't lose. Doesn't matter who it is. No, can't lose. No matchup is bad. There's not a matchup to me that is bad. These are the four best teams. I know some people say Buffalo, but these have been maybe the four best. Buffalo, you were overrated. Just like Trev thought you were, knew you were, but he didn't want to admit it. I never thought they were overrated. I thought this was a team. I know. I just I'm you did. You did. I thought this was the team that Listen, was Listen, I, I was kind of rooting for the Bills, but then I'm like, I, li- I like the Bengals. I like Joe Burrow. There's something I like about Joe Burrow. It may, maybe it's his, maybe the way he dresses. Maybe I'm just, I, I want to be glitz and glamour. Like you that. don't have no glitz or glamour. Well, he's got millions of dollars to so have someone dress him. I got to go get my clothes at friggin' Walmart. TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx. Marshall's really underrated. I said Walmart because they got good shorts for cheap. Well, if they don't, guess what? As Joe Burrow said, better get them refunds. Because there ain't no AFC title like game. Just like Mom told me, I always keep my receipts. There ain't no AFC title game in Mercedes-Benz Stadium this year. So rematch of the AFC championship We game. get a rematch part two AFC title game, and then we get the two best teams in the NFC. And a back Yeah, and a backyard brawl at 3 o'clock in Lincoln Financial, and then you get the night game. It's going to be a hell of a week. It'll be a hell of a week. Great show, man. Fans. Great show. Thanks, T. Appreciate it, Jay. I can't Great. believe – yo, it was funny. Before we get out, I was funny because I was talking about Jack, and he was saying, you guys usually always do our shows. Like, no, we don't. We usually go like a half hour, 45 minutes. It's about to be an hour. Damn. I haven't done an hour show in a while. But that's what football does. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we'll be back at the end of the week. Conference championship preview show. We'll try to get some people on. Maybe we'll get the Joseph McGuire on. Maybe we'll get Nolan Rich on. We'll get, maybe we'll get, get Pat Clapp. Maybe we'll get Pat, maybe, maybe we'll even bring on the Patrick Clapp. And maybe we'll get maybe we'll get Mr. Kanish back on 
I'll have to talk. It'll have to be a Saturday show or something. Well, well, then we'll make it happen. We're going to try to get people going. But yes, I cannot wait. Final Four, officially, Conference Championship Sunday. We are Keys of the City. Check us out on all social media platforms. We'll see you next episode. We are out. City Podcast.